Show up while you're dreaming. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody will believe you. Every day you try to pick up all the pieces, all the memories that somehow never leave you. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody will believe you. God only knows what you've been through. God. Only
Oh, praise God. Good to be with everybody this morning. Hallelujah. We trust you had a great week. I need to tell a good joke right here where you're all feeling good. Amen. You know what? I think I will. Let me tell you this story. There was a uh, funeral in this little town, and uh, they went to this pastor's house, and they said, Pastor, we, uh, we're just having a, a graveside service only, and we'd like for you to come and do the graveside services. Uh, he said, well, sure I will. Just give me the address. So during that day, you know, went on. He was busy, but then he, he lost his address, but he thought he remembered where it was. And he said, okay, I think I know where it is. So he went out in the country, a couple places, you know, no, that's not it. Oh, and he said, oh, there it is. He saw a group of guys, and they were already shoveling, you know, covering it up. And the preacher said, oh, there it is. And he ran up to where they were, and he said, let's all bow our heads real quick. He said, Father. I thank you in the name of Jesus for this brother or this sister. We pray that they lived a good, wonderful life, and we just thank you that you bless them as much as you can, as well as their families. In the name of Jesus, amen. And one of the guys with the shovel looked up at him and said, Preacher, we've never had anybody pray over a septic tank like you did. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody said, Amen. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I've never had anybody pray over a septic tank like that before. <laughs> well, you know, praise God. Let's go on. Can you say Amen? Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Before I take up the offering, I want to thank Rudy and George. For those of you that haven't, haven't noticed, out in the uh, hallway, they're out in the vestibule hallway, whatever you call that place out there, uh, <laughs> we put in a new uh, water fountain. The old one was all rusted. You know that one that stood up and it was just an eyesore? And uh, we got rid of that, and uh, Rudy looked at it and worked on it, and he said, that's ah, not worth saving, not worth fooling with. <laughs> so we, we got rid of that. It was an antique. And I said, well... Uh, no, he told me, he said, I think we had, how long do you say we had that, Rudy, that water fountain? And it, and it was used when you brought it here. Yes, okay. <laughs> and it was used when we brought it here. So how many of you know sometimes you just need to replace things? When it's falling apart, it wasn't working, you couldn't get a good stream of water uh, out of there. So we're thankful that Rudy... Uh, did all that work and put it in. Thankful to George who did a little bit of the drywall, uh, covered up the holes and then painted it. Hey, that paint that you got turned out pretty good. Yeah. It matched it really well. It was from the basement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You already had it. Okay. <laughs> so the paint has been here 40 years also. <laughs> but we're thankful. Isn't it good that... Uh, <laughs> When uh, I got off track here, <laughs> get back here, come back here. Uh, that when, uh, isn't it good to know that when Noah was building the ark, he had everybody there that he needed to get the job done. 
And I'm so thankful for men and women in our church here that know how to do various things. Not one person knows how to do everything. So we have a group. That's really what a church ought to be. It ought to be made up of people who know how to do this and know how to do that. And and when somebody doesn't know how to do anything, hey, how about sister or brother so-and-so? You know what? That way we can get the job done. So I'm so thankful for these two guys. Let's give them a hand clap this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 You know, I'd, 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 I'd rather tell you to your face that I thank you than wait till you're dead and talk about you. You know, amen. So let's give people their dues while they're alive. Can you say amen? Yeah. Well, praise God. Well, this morning's a special morning uh, simply because we uh, are taking up a special offering for the church in Emporium, Kansas. They didn't have a whole lot. Uh, Brother Wiggins, I believe was his name, spoke for you guys here. He came. I haven't met him yet, but I'm looking forward to meeting him at our district meeting, I think, in April or May. But uh, what, a, what a wonderful guy. I watched that message that day on live stream, and he just looked like he just had a great heart uh, to serve God. So we're just so thankful uh, that he took that church in Emporium. But he took the church, and there was, I, I think there was just a few people, few people going to that church in Emporium, Kansas. But you know what? That didn't hinder him. He didn't ask what the salary was. He didn't ask uh, what his benefit package was. Uh, Bishop told me, he just said, I'll take that church in Emporium. I'm from the country, and I'm a country boy. And he said, I'd just like to go there and be a blessing to that church in Emporium. So he went. And we're going to help that church because the parsonage needs help. The the church needs help. The uh, downstairs basement needs some things. And... Uh, it, it just need a lot of help. So we're going to do that today with our offering. We've been praying for two or three weeks, telling you that we're going to take up a special offering today for that church in Emporium. And if you didn't come ready for that today, you can you can get on a, on that later. Just get a hold of Faye, and she'll be, be able to help you with that. But I, I want you to listen to the theme that we're talking about today when we're sowing to help others. How many of you believe it's good to help others? Sure it is. Well, listen to this. God desires his children to give to support the house of the Lord. I believe that. He does not want us to be forced to give, but to give willingly and freely out of a heart of love. You'll never hear me in here coerce you, trick you, say something that might give you to give more to give into the offering. When we give, it needs to come from in here. We give because we love God. But in Exodus 25, 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly. With his heart you shall take an offering. I like that key word, willingly. See, what we give today, we're giving willingly. No one is forcing me to give today. I give because I love the Lord. And this is the offering which you shall take of them, gold, silver, and brass. Now, relative to what he's saying, this is what he's talking about. The children of Israel have left Egyptian bondage. They started on their journey to the promised land. They are encamped at the base of Mount Sinai. Moses has ascended into the mountain to receive God's instructions for building the tabernacle, which is to be God's dwelling place among men. God's instruction regarding the financing for the building of the tabernacle is that an offering should be received from the children of Israel. 
God instructs that this offering should be received willingly. There it is again. The word willingly, according to Strong's Concordance, means to volunteer, to present spontaneously, or to offer freely. Isn't that good? Praise God. God is asking the children of Israel for an offering to build the tabernacle. But he wants this offering to be willingly. An offering that is given spontaneously or one that flows forth from the heart of love and gratitude. An offering giving freely without coercion. An offering that is truly voluntary. God desires the same kind of giving from us today. In fact, under the new covenant, God goes one step farther than being willing. Second Corinthians 9.17 says, God loves a what? A cheerful giver he didn't say a sad giver you know i heard a preacher one time he said if it really hurts that much (laughs) to give an offering or to be a part of something we're asking you to be a part of he said probably be better for you to just keep the offering in your pocket come on somebody help me this morning amen amen with a what a cheerful heart so when you give this morning be glad about it thank god that he's allowed you to work and and have an income or he's retired you and he's he's given you enough wisdom to save or invest whatever that you can be a blessing today can you say amen hallelujah god desires the same kind 9-7. God loves a cheerful giver. So as we give today, let's give willingly. Let's give because we love God and are grateful to Him for His many blessings. Let's give because we want to give God something that is more valuable to us and that we want Him to see our love from him, for Him. Let's give because we want. Let's give of a willing heart. Because I've found out when you start dealing with people's money, you can, you, if you're not careful, you, you, you walk on thin ice. Amen? Because that's theirs. See, I can only talk about what I do and what I give. Let me, let me have that check, Barb. Uh, Barbara and I will never ask you to do anything in this church that we won't do ourselves. So we're giving today with a cheerful heart. Amen. Amen. Barbara's writing that check this morning. I said, now smile real big when you write that check. Just smile real big. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. Oh, by the way, let uh, Brother Rudy and Brother uh, Steve, would you take up the offering this morning, gentlemen? Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to give. We don't give sad. We don't give because someone's making us give. We're giving giving because the call went out and there was a need. So we're thankful, Father, as we sow our seed into the church in Emporium, Kansas. We're thanking you, Father, that again, this church is putting seed in the ground. And, Father, as we're looking to build a new church ourselves, we thank you that the blessings are out there for us to take a hold of. So we thank you, Father. We're giving because we love God. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said amen and amen. Go ahead, Sister Lisa. Thank you, Rudy.
from the beginning of time, and he never has stopped. He is always making a way for us. Even when we don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's still working. He never stops. He never stops. He is a way maker. He is a miracle worker. He is a promise keeper. He is my light in the darkness. That is my God.
morning. And as our pastor comes, just sing that chorus one more time. seated this morning. Thank you. Great job, girls. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Amen. Can you say that with me? God is good to me. Oh, come on. You you can say it better than that. God is good to me. Amen. Let's say it in. God is good to me. Praise God. Praise God. All the time, God is good to me. Praise God. Thank you, Lisa. Praise the Lord. So appreciative to our praise and worship team, but we're so appreciative to uh, all you that are here this morning. I believe that God has got something good for us today in His Word. Um, uh, I heard a guy say one time, if... If what you're preaching to the congregation doesn't help you any, you probably ought to go get something else to preach about. So not only do I believe it's going to help us, it helped me before I even got it ready to give to you. So we're just so thankful that God is all he, all who he said he is. And again, I, I, I wanted to mention also for Joe and Vicki, they've, they've made some Mad dashes to Denver, Colorado in the snow, got snowed in, had to stay all night somewhere in Colorado, I guess. The snow was so bad. But God, how many of you know God is a prevailer? He is a prevailer. He brought them through, and your, it's your daughter, right, or your granddaughter is doing better. How's her report? Much better, and I also thank Yes. <laughs> Good. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your prayers. Amen. Okay. Good. Doing much better. Praise God. Well, we're glad to hear that. Amen. She's doing doing much better. Well, praise God. If you would, go ahead and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 7. That's in the Old Testament, one of the five books of the Pentateuch, or one of the five books of Moses. Moses wrote those five first five books, so he's the author there. But we're going to look at something today, and it should be up on your screen. The, the theme that we had for this morning is called The Faithful God. Now look at that. Come on now. Just let that sink in. Everybody say, the faithful God. The faithful God. Now, hasn't God been faithful to you? Do you think he'll continue to be faithful to you? Yes, he will. Why? Because he's God. I said, because he's God. 
the faithful God. Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to share your word. We thank you, Father, that your word will always bring comfort and goodness and pleasure to the things that we need to do in our life. We thank you for those that are here this morning to hear your word. We thank you, Father. I do not have to pray that your word would be anointed because it already is. But I do pray that it would fall on anointed ears. It's not so much as what I say this morning, but it's what these people hear the Holy Ghost say to them about what I say. So I thank you, Father, as we're led by the Holy Spirit today to share share your word. We thank you that those that are here to hear will hear with an ear that wants to hear. In Jesus' name, and all the believers said, amen Amen and amen. Now look here at Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. It says, know therefore that the Lord thy God. Man, I like that right off the bat. It says, know therefore that the Lord thy God, what? He is God. There is no other. There is just one. I said there is just one, but I love that. But we we need to... Now, how are we going to know that this God we're talking about here, that He is the Lord thy God? Well, we have 66 books to prove His authorship. And I'm so glad to know... Did you know that the Bible is still the best-selling book as a whole all over the world? Now, there may be other books on the number one list today. But as far as the Bible goes in all these years, the Bible is still the best-selling book in the world. And you know what? It is the only book that points to a living Savior. Glory to God. In every book, if you'll go from Genesis to Revelations, Jesus is mentioned in every book. Every book he is mentioned. But he says, he, go on, he says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, what? The faithful God, which what? Keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. I believe God puts a big premium this morning. Listen to me. I believe God puts a big, big premium on being faithful. Glory to God. He said, I will keep covenant. And covenant is simply a promise. When Barbara and I got married, we we, uh, signed a covenant that we would honor each other. All the days of our life till we died. Come on now, there's a covenant, there was a promise I made to her over 50 years ago now that I would love her. She has been the love of my life since I've been 10 years old. When God sends you a good woman, he sends you a good thing. Come on now, man, you you should have jumped right in there and said, amen, you you missed it. You wives ought to look at him and say, honey, you missed it right there. You should have said, amen. (laughs) He said, "I, I will keep that promise. I will keep that promise and mercy with you all those years. He said he would love, if, if we would do what? Love him. And keep his commandments. 
For how long? He said a thousand generations. Folks, listen. If one generation is 30 years, that's 30,000 years that God is going to keep covenant with you. Ooh, Lordy, Lordy, somebody say Jesus. Whoa, I will keep covenant with you. Now, we're not going to live that long, but that's how big God is. I said, that's how big God is. He said, I will keep covenant. I will promise you that I will be your God for 30,000 years. (laughs) That was amazing. When I looked that up, I said, whoa, that's a long, long time. I believe God is faithful. How about you? 1 Corinthians 1.9 said, God is faithful. 1 Corinthians 1.9, God is faithful by whom you were called. See, it was God who called you, the faithful God who is everlasting, who will be foreverlasting. He is the one that, what? Called you unto the fellowship of his dear son, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord. I'm glad to know that it was God that sent his son and that the message of Jesus Christ was that people needed to come to him and change their life. God was faithful to do that. Can you say amen? God who is faithful, listen, God who is faithful has done what? He's called us to fellowship with and by his son, Jesus Christ. That's what Corinthians was talking about. God is calling us to be faithful as well. How many of you believe if we serve a God who is faithful and if we serve a Jesus Christ who is the Son of God and He taught faithfulness all through the New Testament, how many of you believe then that's something you and I ought to be? Faithful. I said faithful. Now only you can answer that question as to how faithful you are. Numbers 12.7 said, God said, to, said that Moses was faithful. In all his household. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, it's like God looking down. Hey, I'll tell you what, that, that man Moses, man, he's, he's been faithful over everything I called him to do. Oh, he's just been faithful. I said he's just been faithful. Faithful. All right, Pastor, what are you talking about faithful? Faithful in some of these, I didn't get them all, but faithful simply means to be steadfast. You know. You're not going to move. You're steadfast, faithful. You're dedicated. Come on now. Are you dedicated to what God has called you to do? Are you dedicated not only to your job in the natural or in the secular world, but are you faithful as to what God is telling you to do? Steadfast, dedicated, worthy of trust. Can God trust you? Can God trust you? Well, if we know the God of the Word, then His Word will teach us all about being faithful and trustworthy. How many of you believe you can trust Jesus? How many of you are still trusting Jesus? Sure we are. And we do that by, by process. We just keep listening. We keep, God just keeps answering prayer. God just keeps loving us. God just keeps doing things that I can't even explain how he did it. God just keeps doing things in my family. I don't know how he did. I may have given up. But God will never give up. God will never give up. He's always looking out for you, your family. 
Barbara and I pray all the time, God don't only watch over us, but watch over our children, our grandchildren, our grandchildren to come. We're praying right now. We've already got one grandson married, but we're praying for our other grandson that God would send the right girl. Come on, there's a right girl and then there's a wrong girl. There's a right guy and there's a wrong guy. But we're praying right now that God will send the right girl that loves Jesus that would just suit him just right. Steadfast, dedicated, worthy of trust to be loyal. To be loyal. I know many of us in here, not everybody, but many of us in here are over... 60. <laughs> so do you, do you remember when we could settle things with a, a handshake? Okay, let's do it. And you could just about bond on that handshake. Well, when that handshake was made, what happened? Come up here, Joe. It's just like this. Okay, Joe, you and I are going to do a job. Let's menu shake on it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know what we just did? You know what we just did? We made a covenant. We just made a covenant. We keep our word. Exactly. Now, the only way that covenant is going to be broken is if one of us backs out of the covenant. We ain't going to do that. No, sir. We're not going to do it. And guess what? God is not going to break out of your covenant that he made with you. Glory to God. Let me just shake or shout or jump. Woo! Glory to God. That's assuring. That helps me. God, no matter what I go through, what's going out there, God is going to continually be in covenant with me. He's going to help me. He's going to love me even when I'm unlovable. He's going to come to me when he shouldn't come. I'm so glad that this God, our God, the everlasting God, is like no other God. Woo! Glory to God. God will always show up. God. I said God will always show up. Listen, this being faithful is not a part-time job. Revelations 2.10 says the church at Smyrna was commanded to be faithful unto death. In other words, God's telling us, look, I've given you some commandments, I've given you some things, and you're going to have to be faithful until you die. Glory to God. How many of you believe the word works? How many of you know a lot of times at the midnight hour who showed up when you didn't know what to do? How many of you know at the midnight hour you didn't know how things was going to work out? Guess who showed up? The faithful God that you believe in. He shows up in every situation that you will ever face. You'll never give him anything too hard. And you'll never go to him too many times. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Your faithfulness will always describe the depth of your relationship with God. Let me say that to you again. Your faithfulness, not mine. See, God's going to judge me and watch me by my faithfulness, not yours. Your faithfulness will always describe 
the depth of your relationship with God. Your faithfulness will define who you are. Let me say that again. Your faithfulness will define who you are. God shows us his faithfulness throughout his word. Why? To encourage and comfort you and I as believers. He has examples all through the Old Testament, all through the New Testament. Why? To give these examples to us that we can learn and that we could see, well, if God's going to do it for them, you know, God will do it for me. If God came through for them, he'll come through for me. Look here in 1 John 1, 9. He said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from what? All unrighteousness. Folks, I want to tell you, there's nothing out there that can keep you from coming back to God other than you saying, God, I'm sorry. I want to come home. I want to come back. Maybe somebody's listening on live stream today. And you're lost. And you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to come back. I said you need to come. You need to come back to Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 said God is faithful. Who said that? God did. 1 Corinthians 10 13. God is faithful who will not. Oh I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I just don't know if God's hearing me or not. I just don't know. Well you need to know. I said, you need to know. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 said, God is what? Faithful. What? Who will not suffer you to be what? Tempted above that you are able. You know that with that temptation that you're tempted with, there has to be a faithfulness rise up in you. During that time of temptation. But did he say he would be there? Yes, he did. He said, God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But I want to add this. If you trust him. Do you trust him? Do you know that he can help you? Do you know that he will be there for you and your children and your grandchildren? See, that has to be ingrained in you, Vicki, before you can get a hold of that. That has to be something that come hell or high water. Nobody can take that out of you because you believe. And when you believe, you know it. And when you know it, you're going to talk about it. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24 says, Faithful. Is he that calleth you, who also will do it. In other words, he'll take care of you. He'll be with you. Can you say amen? He'll keep you. Amen. I said he'll keep you. Look here at Luke 16.10. He said, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in in much. Listen, folks, it's not only about being faithful in these big things. How about some of these little things he's been telling you to do and we're still 
waiting to do it. Doesn't take much effort. Maybe it takes a little bit of time. And I tell you, in, in the age we're living in, time is precious. We're running here. We're running there. We're doing this and we're doing that. Folks, I want to encourage you as your pastor, be careful who you allow to steal your time. I know there's times you've got to do things. You have to work. You have to do, I know that. Uh, uh, your children. Uh, Barbara and I went through all of that with our children. But we were very careful to not let the time of the world steal our time with God. Hallelujah. Luke 16 again. He that is faithful in that which is least will also be faithful in that as much. It's not only about being faithful in the big things, folks. A lot of times God just wants you to be faithful in some of these little things. Some of these little things. Uh, Harold, I don't think I have this scripture up there, but would you go to Matthew 25, 23? Matthew 25, 23. I, I, I got that. You know how you walk out the door and the Lord says, hey, wait a minute, I want you to read this too. <laughs> so I, I, I wrote it down, but it says this. And this is Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 25, verse 23. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and what? Faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over what? Just a few things. You've been faithful. Are we being faithful to do the things that God's taught us to do? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think God asks us to be faithful in a whole lot of great big things. But how about let's be faithful to pray? Let's be faithful to read. Let's be faithful to love our neighbors. Let's be faithful to smile when the people on the highway pull out in front of you. I've had more people let me know that, they're, that I am their number one fan than I believe anybody else. <laughs> they just love me, I guess. Ah, yeah, you're number one. Okay, hallelujah. And when they do that to me, I always tell Barbara to laugh. I look at her and say, hey, look at there. I'm number one. Hallelujah. I am number one. Well, God wants you to be number one. How faithful are we to the Lord? How faithful are we to answer the call when, when our church has some things going? And from Barbara and I's observance here, observe, observance from here already, Man, when the call goes out, it's answered. Whatever the need may be. We're getting ready to put, how many bags together? Who's over that? Lisa, are you over that? A hundred bags filled with all kind of different items just to help the homeless. Is that right? And, and, and when it's done, whoever will go out and distribute these bags. To the homeless. Folks, there's people all over this world who are homeless. I, I saw 
a statistic the other day, and I think it was over 500,000 people in the world today, or in, no, in the United States are homeless. Over half a million are homeless. That shouldn't be. We, we, we live in probably, I'll say one because I'm not sure. We live in one of the most wealthy nations in the world. Should we have poverty on the streets? No. Should we have 22 veterans die every month? No, because of their needs not being met. When they signed their life on a dotted line and said, I'll go anywhere and die for my country. And then when they come home, our country can't even take care of them properly. Can I have an amen? (laughs) Are we being faithful? We need to pray for our government. We really do. We need to pray for our government. Let me finish this scripture here. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee what? Ruler over many things. Enter thou in. (laughs) Why? Because you've been faithful. I said, Because you've been faithful. He said, Come on in. Come on in. I've watched you. I've seen what you've done. And, of course, we know that we don't make it into heaven by works. We make it in because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Now, when he saves you, he will cause you to want to do things. But you can't work your way into heaven by doing things. You get into heaven by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now turn over here to 2 Samuel. We'll we'll close with this. What are we talking about? We're talking about the faithful God. (laughs) I love this story. Very familiar story we're going to be reading here. Beginning in verse 22. Or, uh, yeah, verse 22 in 2 Samuel chapter 20, or verse 22, chapter 23, beginning in verse 22. Oh, let's start at 23. I think that's what I had in my notes here. Yeah, 23. <laughs> Listen to this story. Many of you have heard it before. His Lord said unto him, well done, good, or no, that's Matthew. Second Samuel, chapter 23, verse 8. Good place to start. All right. Y'all ready? Let's look at this. These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. Y'all have heard the story of David's mighty men. Amen? Listen listen to this. This will blow your mind. The Tecmanite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains, the same was Adino, the Esnite. He lift up his spear against 800. Next verse. Whom he slew at one time. David's mighty, David has, has some men. <laughs> David had some people around him who were what? Also, they were faithful. They were faithful to their leader. They were faithful to King David. This one guy, do you know what? He killed 800 men that he killed at one time. Go on to the next one there in verse 9. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo. You know, I wouldn't want to have that name. Who's your dad? Dodo. And I 
I I wouldn't want to have that name. But he had it. Look what he did. God can turn things around. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Eohite, one of three mighty men with David. When they defied the Philistines, they were gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel was gone away. It was just him. The men of Israel left. Look here. Verse 10. He arose. Who? <laughs> he was the son of Dodo. <laughs> he arose and what? Smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand claved to the sword. And the Lord wrought a great miracle that day and the people returned after him only to spoil. Through all of that, here he's fighting. He wouldn't give up. His hand got so tired that the Lord stuck the sword to his hand. He couldn't let go of it. God put the sword. It's like he galvanized it to his hand. Glory to God. But look at this next guy. We want to end with this. Everybody say Shama. Say it again. Shama. And then after him was Shama, the son of A.G., the Herorite. And the Philistines were gathered together in a troop where it was a piece of ground full of lentils. Lentils is peas. And the people fled from the Philistines. Verse 12. And what did he do? He stood in the middle of the ground and defended it. And slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought what? A great miracle. Now listen to me. Peas may not mean a whole lot to you. But Shammah got so tired of the Philistines coming and stealing his peas. He got so upset. Listen to me. He stood right in the middle of that pea patch and he said, you're not taking any more of my peas. I'm telling you, you Philistines might be bad and ugly, but I'm going to stand. I'm going to defend my peas. Now, you may not like peas. I'm not really fond of them, but I'm not Shama. Everybody shout Shama. Shama must have really liked his peas. It said he took a stand. Folks, did you know that there are going to be times in your life, regardless of how big it looks, we're talking about a pea patch where peas are growing. He just got tired of the Philistines picking on him. How about you and I get tired of the devil coming in and stealing our peas? Don't you think you ought to just jump right in the middle of your pea patch and say, come on, devil, you're not stealing no more of my peas. I'm staying here. Peas may not mean so much to you. Your home may not mean much to you, but my home means a whole lot to me. And my name is Shama and you ain't getting no more of my peas. Woo! And he won that battle. Sometimes we just have to make attitude changes. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I love the last part of that. Folks, you need to get right in the middle of your trouble. 
whatever it is, quit whining, quit making excuses. Shama could have done the same thing. Oh, here come the Philistines again. I might as well just leave. Go ahead and take it. No. There's going to come a time in your life where you're going to have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yes. And what did he do? What are you going to have to do? You're going to have to stand right in the middle of your problem. Right in the middle of your mess. And you're going to have to stand there and do like Shama did. What did he do? He defended it. And he slew the Philistines. But who wrought the victory? Why? Because Shama was faithful over a small pea patch. Oh, I tell you, can you imagine what else God can bless you with if you'll just be faithful over the small things? Oh, God is so good. He's so good to me. Lisa, you want to come? Could you play that? Do you know that? Hallelujah. Pardon me? I know. She's good. God is what? Faithful. And he's good. Yes, he is. The faithful God. Thank God for those mighty men that David had. I believe in this local church right here, we have a lot of mighty women and men. But you know what we're going to have to do to bring about change? We're going to have to quit running every time we see trouble come. We're going to have to pray for people who are having troubles. We have to be faithful to those that need us to love on them. We're going to have to be faithful for people who need us to stand by them. Barbara and I may call you someday. Hey, we're going through it. I need somebody to stand with me. I'd like to know that there's people out here that would stand with us. But we have to stand. We can't be moved. Every time something happens, you don't have to take a step backwards. Come on. I said, you don't have to step back all the time. How about stepping forward? No more. No more. I'm done losing. I'm done with your threats. I'm done with all you say you can do. You all know this. The adversary can't take anything from you unless you give it to him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I don't know everybody here this morning. I don't know if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior or not. I don't know that. But I want to take this time to ask you. I love that. Can you sing a little bit of that too? Listen to this before I go on. Come on, help her sing that. You're so good. God, you're so
Come on. Just think about some things. If you need to pray, this is a good time to pray. You're so good. You're so good to me. If you're here this morning and you'd like to come and accept Jesus as your personal Savior, I encourage you to come. You're here this morning and you have a personal need and you say, Pastor, I need prayer this morning. Then I encourage you to come. I'll meet you right down front here. I'll be glad to pray with you concerning anything. But I'd like for all of us in our hearts and in our spirits to make this commitment together. Let's get right in the middle of our pea patch. Let's get right in the middle of what you're going through. Let's take a stand together for the cause of Christ. We pronounce blessings over Hope Through Grace Church. We call them in from the east, the west, the north, and the south to come in to take up their rightful place with us to help us be a light to this community. We call in the children. We call in the the young adults. We call in those who are hungry, those who are thirsty for the things of God. Father, we thank you that you will allow us to be witnesses wherever we go. It never hurts to ask someone to come and be with us at church. But Father, together as a whole, we're taking a stand this morning. Write it down. Write it down in your Bible. Today, January 29th, 2023, I'm making a covenant with God. I'm standing right here. And I'm going to fight for what's mine. And we're going to give him praise. And we're going to give him glory. In the name of Jesus. All the believers said, Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for listening so good. Sometimes I can feel you drawing things out of me. And I really appreciate that. Before you leave today, uh, say hello to our uh, visitors over here. Don't let them go without you welcoming them and let them know that we appreciate them being here. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.